From the power of voices in Los Angeles, it's Full Body Frequency, and I'm Laura Rice. We're barely three weeks into summer, and it feels like summer is almost over. And frankly, I can't think of a better time to talk fashion. Full Body Frequency's fashion contributor and celebrity and brand stylist, Stephanie Allen is here to talk summer fashion, give us a fall fashion preview, and share the inside scoop on this year's Full Figure Fashion Week. Publicist and coach Natasha Nurse of Dressing Room 8 tells us how fashion can be used as a tool to take us to the next level, personally and professionally. Rounding out our show today is none other than Alexandra Waldman, co-founder and the creative director of Universal Standard. With this two-year-old brand, you no longer have to sacrifice freedom of choice and personal style because of an arbitrary dividing line determined by size. Alexandra will talk about the revolutionary mark Universal Standard has made on women's sizes 10 through 28. And she'll make a major announcement about Universal Standard's expansion into the world of accessories. You won't want to miss this. Stay tuned. There's more Full Body Frequency after this break. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. I'm Jones House. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. It sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Laura Rice, and first up is none other than celebrity and fashion brand stylist, Stephanie Allen. Her career in fashion began with the iconic shoe brand, Manolo Blahnik. Since throwing up her styling shingle, her clients have included Monique C., Always From Me, and Ashley Stewart. Stephanie Allen, welcome back to Full Body Frequency. Hey, Laura. Stephanie, let's just jump into this. Summer fashion. Technically, mm-hmm. summer has just begun, but depending on where you live, summer fashion has been on Front Street for a month or two. So what are your picks for must-have summer fashion? I think something that always rings true are maxi dresses. That's just my favorite maxi dresses and maxi skirts. The off-the-shoulder trend is really popular right now, with or without ruffles, whatever your preference is. Definitely lightweight dresses, nothing too restrictive now. I think the, I think all that like bodycon stuff kind of holds in heat. So I think everybody's kind of <laughs> moving towards like loose and uh, free-flowing dresses, lightweight cottons, linens, um, nice uh, lightweight blends. Definitely something that's like free and easy to just like wear day to day. So natural fibers, the mm-hmm. off the shoulder, and maxi. Absolutely. Maxis are my favorite, so I just threw that in for myself. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. How mm-hmm. are so many of us big busted broads wearing off the shoulder tops without seeing bra shoulder straps? I mean, are, are people really wearing strapless bras? And which ones are more effective than others? Well, first, the number one thing is to get fitted and get measured for your correct bra size. That's just the number one thing across the board, whether you're wearing off the shoulder or not. So that way you know where your starting point is. And I often tell clients to go down a band size for strapless bras just because it holds on a little bit tighter. And if you need a little extra room, there's always bra extenders to help accommodate so that you don't have the XX fabric gapping on the side or anything like that or looking too tight. And I always go like your normal cup size, but like just try on a couple just to see where you are because sometimes a smaller band or a smaller cup size would work better for you as far as like holding you in and having that support. And one of my favorite tricks is I still wear my normal strapless bra, but I put a bandeau over it, just like a little, it's usually spandex or a really good high quality stretch fabric bandeau that kind of helps hold me in a little bit more. And it mm-hmm. also helps to eliminate the extra lines that occur sometimes with wearing a strapless bra. So that's one of my little tricks. That's a great trick. Mm-hmm. Another full figure fashion week just ended. Now, how yes. wonderful was it? <laughs> <laughs> How wonderful was it? And what were your takeaways? 
It was really good. I feel like Gwen's approach this time around was really informing entrepreneurs. There were branding seminars. There were there weren't any blogging seminars, which is something that I was um, looking for actually. But it was definitely how to protect your brand, and I think that's something that was very specific this time around, mm-hmm. just because of, you know there's so many more entrepreneurs, there's so many more bloggers, designers, people operating in the full figure community. It's just an opportunity to learn how to protect your brand, the logos, the the hashtags, and I think that's something that she really wanted to focus on this year for Full Figure Fashion Week. I attended the Curvy Expo, I attended the Fit For Me uh, press preview, and I attended the White Cruise, of course, and uh, the fashion show that took place on Saturday evening. And there was definitely a lot of more creativity and some ingenuity on the runway. And again, you know, I always believe that fashion and style is a very subjective environment. So I feel like there was just a little bit of something for everyone. It didn't speak to just one particular type of client. There was, you know, a gamut of fashion and options on the runway, a little bit of something for everybody. Now, I need you to look into your crystal ball and tell me (laughs) which of this year's presenting full-figured Fashion Week designers will blow up in the future. Mm. That's a good one. One of the tried-and-true brands, I will say, that always shows up for Full Figure Fashion Week and just in general is True Diva by Veronica Lipscomb. And Mm -hmm. she's presented year after year, and she's always been a risk-taker and innovative in her designs and her fabric choices. Her theme this year was steampunk, and it was definitely more metallics, more lace, a little edgy something different to see on the runway. And I feel like I had a more editorial feel, which is definitely unique for Full Figure Fashion Week because the main thing is like ready to wear, what can you wear right now? But I feel Veronica and True Diva, I think what they showed was definitely a little more fashion forward, something that we've never seen before for plus-size fashion. I think Veronica's been in the game for a long time, and she's always consistent with releasing something that's new and innovative. It may not be for everyone's taste, but she's always taking inspiration from 7th Avenue, Paris Fashion Week, and definitely more uh, European vibes. But it's definitely something that I feel like she could really, really push forward for in the future. Well, that's exciting, pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. For plus-size fashion. That's great. Oh, yeah. She always presses the envelope, always pushes the envelope. She's not afraid of color. She's not afraid of clean lines. She's not afraid of structure, which I feel like a lot of designers and plus are often, I feel like they lack that sort of ingenuity because you can, you know, take a stretch fabric only so far. But when you offer structure, when you offer actual design lines, in a collection and in a piece that, to me, that just speaks to your strength as a designer. Not to discredit anyone else, but I feel like she definitely has the technique and the capabilities to move forward in plus fashion. Oh, that's great. It's really great. Mm-hmm. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Full Body Frequency, and my guest is Stephanie Allen. And really, she's not a guest because this is her radio and podcast home. Stephanie's work has appeared on the runways of Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week and Full Figure Fashion Week. You've just covered Full Figure Fashion Week and you just covered summer fashion, which Mm -hmm. means that fall is not too far away. What should we be trying and what should we be buying for fall? I think one of the biggest keys for fall is layering. I am a woman of a certain age, and I'm hot all the time. So I'm always looking for, like, lightweight pieces that will give me the protection from the elements, of course, but also I can take off easily and still not look like I'm in the middle of summer when I take everything off. (laughs) I'm looking for, like, wraps, lightweight jackets, and obvious fabulous scarves, and things like that to just sort of add on. I think that something that someone told me is that velour is making a comeback. So I'm really curious to see how that translates fully into into fall fashion because velour can tend to be heavy. 
if you're a plus size full figured woman, it can make you look heavier than what you are. Right. So I'm I'm curious to see how well that translates. I've only seen a few pieces where it's kind of like that burnt out velour, and it's basically kimonos in a way and wraps. I'm curious to see like how that really translates into like full on garments. Because I have no desire to burst into flames at any time. <laughs> so I'm just like, just trying to keep it easy and cool. So for me, I mean, that's just where my focus is, is just layering, not full on winter garb, because I'm not that person. But I'm curious to see like how the layering comes in with sweaters and wraps and how cardigans can move into and kimonos can move into fall fashion. So I think that's something that I'll be interested in seeing and how that comes out to be. I could see that that would work. The kimonos and the wrap tops might exactly, work. Exactly. Because yeah. you can do like a faux turtleneck or something like that. I, I don't know if people are still wearing turtlenecks, but I have a couple that I rotate for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they're classic pieces and you just, and they're sleeveless. So you just throw on a kimono or a, a regular cardigan or a blazer or a jacket. So those are like those layering components that I like to talk about in that you don't have to like have the full on cable knit sweater situation if you're a person like me that's hot all the time. Mm-hmm. So I like easy layering pieces that I can move and mix in throughout my wardrobe. So that means no vintage juicy couture for you, right? Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm so good. Okay. Let's talk about your latest projects. And mm-hmm. the first one, you're on the cusp of launching your own fashion line. See? That red sundress <laughs> you designed and sold is stunning. And you've got some Instagram followers that are placing orders. What's up? Yes, that is true. That is true. The thing is, the my extreme, I call them my extreme maxi skirts because... I love the drama of them dragging the floor. But the mm-hmm. beauty of it is it is custom. All the pieces are custom. So if a client wants a skirt, they are custom made to her waist measurement, the length that she wants, because some people don't like all of that extraness. That's just how I live. So I make it any length that they want. And I presently have <laughs> three orders that I'm working on right now. So it has been sort of a buzz going on. With it, And it's not that I, I don't want to do it. It's just that it definitely takes money and it definitely takes true production time to facilitate a collection. Under the advice of actually Veronica from True Diva and another friend of mine, Jasmine Elder of Jabri, mm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to them as independent designers, like, how do you really get started and what's the approach? And both of them told me they're like, Steffi, if if the skirts are your thing, then let the skirts be your thing and just focus on perfecting that. And that's what folks are gravitating towards. Focus on that. Let that be the foundation of your business. And then you can go from there. So I'm definitely going to take heed to their advice. And I do have a few orders on the books right now for some skirts. So that's what I'll be cranking out for the next couple of weeks because I'm doing it all by myself. So fabric sourcing and everything. There's definitely been a little bit of buzz about it. And they say when you hear it more than once, it's just more confirmation that that's a direction that you need to move into. So I'm I'm listening and I'm being obedient and we're going to see where it takes me. Well, that's exciting. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, forward, Thank forward, you. forward. What else is on your plate? Oh, wow. I'm still doing photo shoots. I still style for models who are looking to build their portfolios. I just had an amazing photo shoot over the weekend with one of the models from Full Figure Fashion Week. And one of my friends who is a photographer, Nikki Gomez, she's a former model. All three of us collaborated over the weekend to produce a beautiful photo shoot in on the beaches of Orchard Beach in the Bronx here in New York. Mm-hmm. So that was phenomenal. We've gotten some really beautiful feedback from some of the sneak peek pictures that we released on Instagram. So there's definitely that. I'm working with Dia & Co., which is a brand here based in New York, a plus-size fashion company who does, like, home delivery of of clothing apparel for women who are trying to uh, build their wardrobe, specifically plus sizes. And so I'm doing uh, some work with them and any collaborative efforts I'm definitely interested in. So that's that's sort of, you know, still photo shoots, personal styling, one-on-one with regular everyday people, 
and getting the skirt business underway. So I think that's enough right now to keep me busy. (laughs) And then I'm always willing to collaborate with folks and if it suits me and my brand and my time and my availability, I'm always willing to work with folks who are trying to pursue other things. Well, Stephanie, how can folks get in contact with you? Sure. StephanieAllen.com is my website. That's S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y-A-L-L-E-N.com. And the same Stephanie.Allen at gmail.com or StephanieFullStyle at gmail.com. Well, Stephanie Allen, thanks again for joining Full Body Frequency. And I look forward to having you back on soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the time and for being interested and um, and allowing me to just chime in and give my two cents. Always. After this quick break, I'll be joined by personal and professional branding coach, Natasha Nurse of Dressing Room 8. Stay tuned. Full Body Frequency. We'll be right back. My name is Dale Pazinski. I'm 19 years old, and this is how I live United. I've always been kind of a computer geek, and I found a way to use those skills to help the homeless in my community. For people facing hard times, computer skills and a basic resume are so important. It may seem like a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. So with United Way, I created a program where I work with the homeless. Together, we go through their whole job history, write a resume, and then save it on their very own USB drive. We provide workbooks and training certificates. I even budgeted for cupcakes so we can celebrate as a class when one of our people gets a job. That's huge. When somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. That's what Living United feels like to me. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Full Body Frequency. My next guest is a personal and professional coach who wears many hats on her entrepreneurial head. In addition to coaching, she's a lifestyle editor of Plus Model Magazine, a licensed attorney, writer, and teacher. Natasha Nurse of Dressing Room 8 believes that you can learn, grow, and master you through the clothes you wear. Natasha Nurse, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Thank you. So on your website, dressingroomate.com, you write, a dressing room is an intimate space where you can see, clothe, and determine who you want to present to the world. For many, it can be a place of anxiety and fear, anxiety about how your body looks, and fear of being dissatisfied with it, and ultimately yourself. But you say, this doesn't have to be you. And you continue, the site was originally born from the idea that fashion can be a tool for empowerment rather than one of shame. We wake up every morning and put on clothes to cover our bodies, but often neglect how those pieces of fabric can be instruments of pride and shield us from negative things we can encounter when we walk out the door. So that's Mm -hmm. the philosophy behind Dressing Roommate, but what's the practical application of the philosophy? Okay, great question. So as a plus-sized woman, I have always found that fashion was a safe haven for me. As I say on my website, it's an opportunity to provide comfort and power and, and a tool for you to get ahead in your personal and professional life. And so what did I want to do with that? I wanted to start a website where I could talk about why fashion is empowering, especially for the plus size woman, but then also build upon that, right? Because your fashion isn't something that you deal with in a vacuum. It's something that affects your personal and professional life. And so as you're getting dressed to go to work, as you're getting dressed to go out on a date, to broaden your network, you know, whatever you're doing, fashion is a part of that. And so from that, we post and, and write about things on the fashion and lifestyle blog, me and my business partner, mm-hmm. as well as taking it further. It's an honor to consult with brands in the plus size fashion world, as well as coaching. I think that for me, I always, I've always found myself in a situation where I was someone's drill sergeant and, and cheerleader. And so I said, you know, this is something that I love to do. It pairs very well with what I'm already doing, which is working in the industry as well as well helping women to build themselves up. So why not take it even further and not just have the conversation about our appearance and and how fashion is going to help you get 
further along in your life, but also what are other things and barriers that are holding you back? And let's really break through that and obtain the prosperity that is yours, that is waiting for you. Okay. Well, you know, I love clothes. And as listeners know, mm-hmm. I have a thing for well-made, high-end clothes, and I love mm-hmm. the way I look in my clothes. And I also get the sentiment that clothes make the woman or the man in either case. Mm -hmm. However, what happens when you take off the clothes and are left to deal with the person who just unrobed? Or what about a woman who may not be able to afford the latest fashion or even a woman? And many of us who are plus size, curvy or fat, we may have the vision, Mm -hmm. but we don't have the clothing options. Uh, because mm-hmm. they just don't come in our sizes. So how mm-hmm. in those cases can women be empowered through fashion? That's a multi-tiered uh, question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll break it out okay. piece by piece. Okay, for, for, the, for the woman who says, I don't have options, I don't know what to do, I challenge you to go to www.what? check out the internet, right? I think that when it comes to fashion, it is always two-piece. It is educational and inspirational. If you sincerely want options and need variety in whatever industry you're talking about, you have to be willing to put in the work and you have to be willing to go out there and check for things because the best things in life, right, usually require the most amount of effort. So that means you have to go and you have to shop small business. You have to check out boutiques. Do you have to check out subscription companies? There are more and more companies now that are like, hey, big girls, we want you. We love you. Right. And so, you know, the the, the notion of there aren't options. I don't necessarily know if that's really stands true for now. I think that if you're if you're paying attention to one of my homes, plus model magazine or any of the other uh, magazines and forums that are out here sharing the content that you need to look into figure it out, right? What's your size? What's your style? What image are you looking to portray depending upon the audience you're addressing for? And then also, if you happen to be that person and you're like, oh, I've looked, I've looked, I can't find it, then guess what? You have a brilliant new business idea. So Mm. you're welcome. Go be a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) For the piece of the question that now the clothes are off, what do I do now? Listen, what makes you beautiful and empowered and, and incredible ha- is, is not attached to a label or a, a type of fabric that you're working. You're incredible because you're you. You're a walking, talking masterpiece, right? There's only one of you on the planet. And at the end of the day, the clothing is a part of the empowerment journey, but it's not the entirety of the journey. This is Laura Rice, and you're listening to Full Body Frequency. My guest today is lawyer turned professional and personal life coach coach, and fashion publicist, and blogger, there's a lot, Natasha Nurse of Dressing Roommate. We're talking fashion and its ability to empower its wearers. Now, you just mentioned a number of things that women can employ in their journey to self-confidence, empowerment, etc. What other tools in addition to fashion, mm-hmm. do you use to empower your readers and your clients? And you just mentioned a few. Just talk a little bit more about those tools and how you employ fashion along with the tools, because it's a process. Okay, so first of all, I think the, the number one way to figure out you know, what, what's going on in life is to ask yourself a series of questions. So for me, I, yes, I'm a, a lawyer who got the entrepreneurial bug, who wanted to do something different. Why? Because I found that I was constantly being challenged in my day job as to why I wanted to do things this way, why my personality was this. I was too loud, too creative, too whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so from that, you have, to li- you have to listen to what's happening and really see the deeper purpose of what's going on. And if you are constantly being challenged for who you are, then that means you're not in an environment that is celebrating you and your uniqueness. So you need to figure out, A, do I need to change my environment? Are you willing to to make certain compromises and change yourself, which I definitely don't advocate that. I think individuality is what makes this world most incredible. So I don't really see that as an option. But, Mm -hmm. you know, some people, they say, no, no, I need that coin. Okay, go get that coin. And, you know, tie the hair back if that's, you know, and be more conservative if that's what you want to do. But if you don't, if you want to live and be you to the truest, then, yeah, you might need to change your environment. And then also, 
what passions are you pursuing? I think it's so funny when people seem like they, they don't seem invigorated in their life, that they're kind of living on autopilot. And I, I think a big part of that is they're not challenging themselves to figure out what is going to make me happy, right? So are you the person who used to draw and doodle and stopped at 16 because you were told you can't make money, so now you're in corporate world and now you're just working crazy hours to fuel this life you're supposed to love but you don't really love, but you really want to go to Italy and paint for a year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what mm -hmm. exactly do you want to do that's going to make you happy? Break that down into many pieces, right? So not everyone necessarily needs to go to Europe, but maybe you need to read more, right? Maybe you need to go and get, you know, a better spiritual path for yourself. Maybe you need to date someone new. Maybe it's time and you want to, you know, have the babies. And so you want to start that journey. Whatever the happiness is in every quadrant of your life, that's something you have to pursue. But then the tool in addition to fashion is, well, what are you going to do to get there? So a lot of it is stop blocking your blessings, right? Stop telling mm -hmm. yourself you can't when you haven't begun. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. The other thing is who's in your life. I find that a lot of times you are not being the person you are because you're not surrounding yourself with the people you need to be surrounded by. So if you say you're looking for transformation and everyone around you is telling you, girl, please, or, oh, I tried that last year. It doesn't work you're not with the right people. You should be networking, networking, networking to figure out what are new things that you could be doing to make you happy or to explore in your life. What are things that you want to do, but you haven't done. But if you started connecting with people in that space, you what would actually do? What are things that you can that scare, scare you to death? I just had a wonderful interview with the creator and founder of Fat Girls Dance. And she said, you know, at the end of the day, if you're looking for a transformation, do something that scares the beef out of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like something that is so transformative because guess what? It's going to start this whole new journey for you. And you, you, you might even discover new parts of who you are and what you really want to do on this planet. Be willing to challenge yourself at every step of the way. And then fashion comes into it because as you go out and you network, as you, as you go out and get that new job, as you go out and find that new partner in life, your fashion has to complement what you're doing. You have to be comfortable in your clothes. You need well-fitting clothing because if it's not, what is it going to do? It's going to stand in the way of you actually having meaningful conversations because you're pulling and you're tugging right. and or you're mm -hmm. thinking negative thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. You you can't just focus the conversation on what am I saying, right? Because it's also what are you thinking? And if you don't like what you're wearing, you're, you're going to be thinking about like, oh my God, this is too tight. I look so fat. When you are wearing clothing that doesn't fit you, then you are not focusing on what you need to be present doing, which is having good conversations, making a lasting impression. So you need to be making sure that when you're choosing the clothing for yourself, it's the fabrics that work well with you. It's the style of clothing that, that very much flatters your body type. It is a brand that you believe and support. For some of us who like get really excited about like nonprofits doing certain work, like we feel the same way about our supporting brands that you feel good about what they're doing. So doing that as well. It's a part of the package of empowerment. It's it's not the entirety of it, but it needs to complement you in your life and it needs to be effortless and it needs to not distract from what you're doing, which is being on a journey of happiness and being on a journey where you need to get what you need out of life. And fashion is a big part of that. So you have such an interesting and broad background and I alluded to some of it. You're a personal coach again. You're the lifestyle mm -hmm. editor for Plus Model Magazine. Again, you're a mm -hmm. licensed attorney, a writer, a business owner, and mm -hmm. a teacher. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> share your personal dressing room eight journey, because there's a story back there. This isn't just something mm -hmm. randomly that you came across. Oh, I'll, I'll be a life coach. No, it, yeah. it was a journey. So share that with the audience. Both of my parents come from Kingston, Jamaica, mm -hmm. and if anyone's aware of Caribbean culture, we're very big on, you know, our parents come here and they want better for their children. They want their children to, to have more opportunities and not to struggle the way that my parents or my grandparents or, you know, whoever in the, in the lineage did. So I definitely grew up understanding you have to come here and you have to work hard, that when you get an A, is it the highest A you can get? I always tell people, both my parents, but my dad really was like, the drill sergeant with me. I'd get the 98 on an exam every, every single time. Why didn't you get a hundred? Even when I get a hundred, 
was it possible to get 102? You know, like always pushing. Mm -hmm. A little extra credit, in other words. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Did you you answer the extra credit question? Did you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you get it right? And if you didn't get it right, shame on you, right? Right, Like that you that you live this life and you be the best version of yourself. There is no other option. That was, that was my dad's approach to, to raising me. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that because I, I expect nothing but the best from myself. And again, granted there, no one's pursuing perfection. I, I wrote about that on plus model magazine. It's not about perfection. It's just a standard of excellence. Right. And even when you do good, can you do better? Right. And why? Because it's important to me personally, but then it's also important to my culture. I'm a representation of, being a woman, of being a black woman, of being Jamaican, of Jamaican descent, of being a part of this American culture. There's a lot that we carry on on our backs. So when we walk around and I know people say, wow, you do a lot, Natasha. But in as human beings, are we are we only one thing? Am I only a woman? We're multifaceted. That's mm-hmm. what being human is all about. So I think that people shouldn't be afraid to do many things, right? You have to have a laser focus in what you're doing and really so that you can have that trajectory of success. But at the end of the day, you know, if if you want to do many things, if that's kind of how your creative juice is f- flowing, then do it and figure out how to make it all work if that's what makes you happy, if this is what you want to do. So with Dressing Room A, I was unhappy at my day job. I was unhappy with being told all these various parts of who I am was not was not right, was not was not fitting what what I needed to be and I had enough. And so I started the website and I started talking about my own personal journey, right? When I'm when I'm coming across brands and I'm like, "Oh my god, wow, I can actually wear a skirt that doesn't ride up my behind." That's a blessing. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is a, that's yay. a blessing. That is a, right like a yes, Jesus is winning, right? Like <laughs> we're like we're about it, guys. <laughs> you know, or I can wear a suit and it doesn't fall apart by 6 p.m. right before when I have to go to the networking event. You can find clothing that's supporting the life that I want for myself. And then it grew from that when I had the great opportunity to to go to Full Figured Fashion Week, connected with a lot of brands. And a lot of these brands were interested in some of the skill sets that me and my business partner offer, which is writing or brand development or social media, things that that have, again, I think we all play a role in what, what what social media and, and how we could better connect with each other. But I had the opportunity in front of me. Instead of saying, no, I, I'm not going to do it. I, I jumped, right? I said, mm-hmm. yes, I want to work with you. I want to. I want you to actualize the dreams that you want for yourself. And I want to be a part of that journey. And so from the consulting, then I layered in the coaching because coaching is something I've been doing in every, before my, like in every day job or I've ever had, it's always been, well, you know, Natasha, I don't think I can really do this. Like very clearly, I remember as a recruiter, I, oh gosh, the amount of people that I've had to kind of talk them through the opportunity that was in front of them and help them realize how to get from point A to point B. It was, it was, it was very clear to me that this is something that I, A, enjoy, B, I help people get what they want and C, it's, it's a better growth for the community, right? Because when you succeed and when she succeeds and when he succeeds, what happens? We just make a better world. And why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? You're listening to Full Body Frequency. This is Laura Rice. And my guest today is none other than Natasha Nurse of Dressing Room 8. Natasha, in what ways has the body positivity movement impacted the Dressing Room 8 philosophy and your business model? Interesting. Body positivity means a lot for a lot of different people. I actually wrote about that from the Plus Model magazine perspective where I kind of pledge that question to my colleagues in the magazine to to hear what their thoughts were there's there's a lot of theories as to you know what what makes a body positive advocate i appreciate everyone's opinion i think that that's the beauty of us as people that we have such diverse platforms and thoughts about you know a specific topic but I am a firm believer that when it comes to dressing for your body, that it isn't necessarily just wear whatever you want. Because again, from from my perspective, right, I'm working with women who are interested in elevating their lives, who are interested in using fashion to help get them to the next level, which a part of that is going to be dressing to flatter your body type. So there are theories that say, you know, it shouldn't be about flattering your body type. It should be about just dressing your body. 
I appreciate that perspective, but for us and what we do and what I essentially would preach, I'm all about flattering who you are because I have found it from even my personal belief. If I'm wearing something that doesn't necessarily flatter my body type, I don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to live what I what I speak and what I share. And for me to be genuine, I don't I don't believe just throwing on the crop top because you should wear a crop top. I believe that you should wear a crop top if you're comfortable in it and you want to wear it and you feel good in it and you feel like it's the best presentation of you and what you're doing, then do it. For me, it's not something that I would be necessarily comfortable in at this stage in my life. So it's not that I'm saying that body positivity it has a certain viewpoint. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, you should be doing things that are helping you. And so you shouldn't just do stuff just to be kind of rebellious or out there. You should do things that are that has a purpose and that has strategy behind it. Absolutely. Don't just be randomly naked, nude, just because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that they're, they're, you know, Instagram is all, a lot of people are like, look at me in my bra and underwear. It's like, if you want to wear your, your undergarments on social media and you're about that, great. You know, I've definitely worked with intimate uh, apparel companies and I felt good in my bras or whatever, like that's whole. But like, again, every everyone has their own standard of what, what they're comfortable with, what they're willing to share. I think the true essence of body positivity is about finding yourself in the journey and that you're happy to share you and your world and what it means to you through social media, through your body of work as their, as your business, as what you do in life. And, and that, that's what body positivity is like, love the body that you're in. And, and I think that you should dress the body that you have and you should use fashion and everything that comes with that to make you feel better and better and better. And will you have days where you might not feel good about yourself? Absolutely. I think that that's natural, but it's how you deal with that is how body positivity empowers you, right? Because the more body positive you are, those days of feeling bad should be minimal in your life and hopefully come to an end at a certain point. Absolutely. So Natasha, before we go, give us three words describing why women should subscribe to Dressing Roommate. First, empowerment, right? I think ladies, at the end of the day, we want to absorb content that is informational, inspirational, and educational. That's a form of empowerment, knowledge, right? I think so many of us forget that we need to read things, right? And so I'm writing posts that aren't just like, look at me pictures, but it's like, you know, look at what I have to say, look at my platform, look at what what my thoughts and beliefs are. I'm trying to help you live the lives that you want for yourself. So definitely, education and empowerment would be two words. And then the last one, I dare you to look at your life differently. I dare you to look at fashion differently. I dare you to challenge a barrier having in your life or in your fashion and find a way to to break through that barrier with, with the information that I'm sharing, with my knowledge base, with my network. Just, I dare you. I dare you to, to be you and to live life more fully and consciously and alive and just make every day count, right? Not every day is a guarantee. So when you live it, make sure you have at least three things that you're happy about, that you can wake up the next day and be like, okay, I'm going to add to that list and just like empower yourself through what you're absorbing. And I want Dressing Room 8 to be a part of that. Great. So Natasha Nurse of Dressing Room 8, again, thank you for joining me today. And to learn a little bit more about the important work Natasha's doing, check out dressingroom8.com. After this final break, Full Body Frequency returns with Alexandra Waldman, co-founder and creative director of Universal Standard, the minimalist chic clothing company for women sizes 10 through 28. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. This is Laura Rice, and you're listening to Full Body Frequency. 
Universal Standard Clothing is revolutionizing the way plus-size and curvy women do modern minimalist dressing. Not only are the clothes exactly what this community has been wanting and needing for so long, the brand's eight-piece starter kit gives you a minimum of 20 unique looks for one price. That alone is great, but add in the quality fabric, the engineered fit, and the fact that a number of universal standard items can be replaced for free if you go up or down a size in a year. Talk about brilliant and revolutionary. Can you tell I'm a fan? A very big fan. Pun intended. Alexandra Waldman, welcome to Full Body Frequency. Thank you for having me. So you and Paulina Vesler founded Universal Standard in 2015, a mere two years ago. She came from the private equity or investment banking world, and you were a fashion journalist. Now, the fashion industry, as you know, is a tough game, a financially costly one. And if you're depending on space from established retailers to sell your wares, good luck, because the traditional brick and mortar model is becoming obsolete. Even more challenging, overcoming the myth that plus-size women don't want luxury clothing, though the plus-size market generates over $21 billion annually. Given the few of many barriers to success that I just mentioned, what propelled you all to launch Universal Standard? Well, for me, you know, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. I think that, first of all, I'm a, an end user, so I'm a size 18, 20 woman myself. Paulina's tiny, and she's the sort of business genius behind all of this. For me, it's a passion project. It's something that I have cared deeply about all of my adult life. And because I worked in fashion, I was in a unique position to really see the best of what was out there without being invited to participate. And that kind of pain point developed into how can we resolve this? How can we change this? Which was a First, a fantasy, as it is for many people. Mm -hmm. But then when you get together with the right partner, you kind of see the possibility of it actually uh, coming into being. And that's exactly what happened with Paulina and myself. Your website states, starting with the premise that clothes should look good and feel good, you all created a line of modern essentials with a chic downtown but classic aesthetic, giving women a new standard for style and experience. In addition to co-founding Universal Standard, you're the brand's creative director. How much of your journey as a plus-size woman informed your design aesthetic? And then how much of your personal design aesthetic informs what you produce for Universal Standard? To answer your first question, none at all. And okay. uh, your second question, absolutely all of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, your first question, how much of my design aesthetic is informed by my experience as a plus-size woman? Mm -hmm. I look at the world of fashion as a whole, not the world of plus-size fashion. I walk out the same windows. I watch the same shows. I read the same magazines as every woman. And I'm not inclined to specifically seek out plus size as a North Star for, for fashion. But uh, how much of the fact that I'm plus affects the fact that I'm creating this? Obviously, it was a big pain point to begin with, not being able to participate, not being able to find clothes that I felt my peers had access to, mm -hmm. uh, always having to... Uh, compromise, all of those things very much drove Universal Standard into existence, along with a lot of things that we call engineering, which is the practical use within that clothing. Some of the pieces that you would get were, they were okay looking, but they lacked the thought that good design normally gets. And you could buy a dress that looked fine while you were standing up, but you couldn't sit in it because every button would pop. And it had no stretch, mm -hmm. and it pulled you back. Ridiculous things that were obviously not giving any thought. And that was one of the things that we set out to change with Universal Standards. You're listening to Full Body Frequency, and my guest this segment is Alexandra Waldman. She is the co-founder and creative director of Universal Standard, the clothing company for women sizes 20 to 28, which Vogue hails as chic minimalism. Given the way one is able to build her wardrobe with universal standard clothing, was the intent to provide seven easy pieces a la Donna Karen, 
or a system of dressing like Eileen Fisher, but for women sizes 10 to 28? We really wanted to uncomplicate things as much as possible in every conceivable direction. We felt that this consumer, myself included, really had things made so unnecessarily difficult just to get the things that you want, to find things that fit properly, to find things that feel good throughout the day, to find things that fit into your pre-existing wardrobe and pieces that click into each other. One of the things that was a big complaint for me is that when I went shopping in the conventional available plus size space, it was kind of a hodgepodgery of clothes. It was clothes. There didn't seem to be any visual thread. There was no visual aesthetic. There was no feel for a specific look. That's one of the things we wanted to change. We wanted you to be able to buy a certain amount of pieces and have a wardrobe. You could buy eight pieces and have 20 things to wear. And not just on their own, but within the context of also the things that you already own. Shopping for clothes should be a joy. And this is a joy that that plus-size women have sort of long been denied. Let's talk about some things that aren't really joyful and then go to some things that are really joyful, specifically in the way that you all do business. I refuse to wear and be embarrassed by a colony of balls growing on my ample bosom and under my arms. Why is there so little priority placed on quality of clothing by a number of apparel companies? And it's obvious an issue for plus-size women. I mean, by the mere virtue of our sizes, the amount of pressure we put on our clothes, and the amount of friction we create when we move in them. But you all are doing something about that. So we're turning joyless to joyful. Let's talk a little bit about your cotton jersey. We produce our cotton jerseys in Peru, where we think some of the best cotton in the world comes from. We wanted to put some thought into this and to create things that this consumer really honestly didn't have before. Not because they were so extraordinarily different, but because they were thought through and scaled for a particular body. We wanted, we knew that there were areas of traffic on a bigger body that got more friction. And I assume what you're referring to is the pilling. Um, One of the things that we wanted to cut down on was that throwaway mentality that plus-size women had been basically raised on, that $12.99, $19.99, I have nothing against a low price point, but there is a reason that your top costs as much as your sandwich. And, Mm -hmm. And that actually can mean a lot of things. And one of the most obvious is that it's not going to be the quality that perhaps you would like it to be. You will wear it a few times, you will wash it, and it will lose its shape, it will lose its color, and it will become landfill. It's just garbage. Not to mention that someone probably got paid very, very low wages in order to create it. I think the world is changing, and we're becoming a little bit more aware of everything, not just our need for $5 t-shirts. So we wanted to make something that was a great product that you could put on and Avoid the kind of pilling that turns into the little balls that you're referring to that turns into sandpaper and creates even more friction and wears and tears your clothing. Right. We created from thread up our own jersey in Peru. We put elastane into the jersey, even though jersey has a natural stretch of its own. We wanted it to be able to bounce back. We paid a lot of attention to color fastness. We did, in other words, I mean, this this sounds a little bit painful to say, but we put the kind of care into our clothes that straight-sized women have been taking for granted for years. Mm-hmm. They're just not the captive audience that plus-size women are. They have a lot of choices. And in order to capture their attention, there was a need to create better things. That need is just now coming into its own in the plus size section. This is Laura Rice, and you're listening to Full Body Frequency. And my guest this segment is Alexandra Waldman. She is the creative director and co-founder of the plus size luxury apparel brand, Universal Standard. This company is changing the fashion game. 
it's clear that you put a lot of thought into engineering and building clothes for a plus size body, as you, you've already mentioned. Do you wear test the clothing yourself? I actually do, personally, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that there's more to it than just fit, and there's more to it than just comfort. There is something that I refer to as scale. You can't just make something that is going to, it may fit your body, but it won't look right unless it is adjusted to a bigger body. It needs to look native to a bigger body. That means that the collar has to be loose just the right amount when it's done up to the top button. It means that your sleeves are stovepipes so that they're not adding girth where you don't need it or want it. It means that there's a curve, um, a nearly invisible curve at the hemline so that it lands really nicely on a bigger hip. There are all these things that contribute to almost invisible, uh, invisible pluses. I don't know how else to put it, really, that I call scale. It's the engineering we put into these things that make these clothes look great on a bigger body, particularly. So it's not Which just means, bigger clothes. Right. And that means that we as consumers don't have to worry about our clothing. We don't have to worry about the skirts hiking up in the back. We don't have to worry, as you mentioned before, buttons popping off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That instills yes. confidence there's, in the brains. There is tremendous diversity, especially as you move into the bigger body. We are never going to be everything to everybody. And we actually went into this knowing, understanding, and accepting that. You never get a come to universal standard to find leopard print pants in one corner and lace blouses in another and striped poplin in the third. There's going to be a visual story to the clothes that we make. It's going to look cool without begging for it. It's just going to have a kind of relaxed, sophisticated simplicity, really. This is what we wanted to make. This is what I felt was missing. This is what this is the reason that we really decided to create this line. How long is the process from the page to the stage or from your design board to your website and showrooms in New York and Seattle? It depends on, obviously, what it is that we're making. If it's a completely new design, it can take a while. We tend to run very fast at Universal Standards. That's just who we are. We want to make things that there, there's just so much need out there. and We'd really like to be able to present things that make people go, oh, I've wanted this for so long. So we're always running to, to bring things to the market. But it can take anywhere from three months to six months, depending on what it is. And honestly, that chain is pretty quick, it sounds. Yeah, it is quick. We developed our own supply chain because it isn't easy to make plus-size clothing. Not everyone, A, has the expertise, B, has the infrastructure. So we were fortunate enough to source some really great producers who wanted to either learn how to do this with us or have been doing it for other European brands for a long time and welcome the chance to create new designs. We established a really great pipeline and we work very quickly in order to bring these things to the market. Let's talk about the ways in which Universal Standard is revolutionizing plus-size clothes. One, you're direct-to-consumer and part of what that means is that you manufacture your own fabrics. You don't do sales because everything is priced to be fair and accessible from the start, and you introduce new styles weekly. And most of what you offer is seasonless, the dresses, the knit shirts, the jeans, and the skirts, and they remain available for purchase. But there's one thing that you guys are doing that nobody else is doing, and that's the universal fit liberty. Explain what that is and why you've developed this customer serving model to our listeners. We pride ourselves on really deeply understanding our customer. And uh, part of the reason for that, frankly, is because I'm our customer. I know where all the buttons are. And we live in a society that raises women a certain way. And if you are a bigger woman, you are likely to share certain feelings that make the shopping experience. I think that Basically, we were, we were watching the anxiety that women were experiencing when they were facing themselves in the mirror. 
And it's an anxiety that's familiar to myself as well. There was a lot of, well, I, I'm a size, you know, 16 right now, but I'm going to be a size 14 in a month because I'm on this diet or, well, I don't know if I'm going to buy this because I just a little bit more expensive and I just don't see myself as staying this size. Or it would be the other way around. I'm pregnant and I don't want to spend any clothes, any money on clothes that I'm not going to be able to use after 12 months. Whatever it was, there was anxiety associated with this. Women felt bullied by their size. And when we realized that, when that light bulb came on, we thought, how can we get rid of this? How can we get women, for the woman that's in the mirror looking back at them, instead of some future self, that may or may not come into being. And the way we decided to do that was to allow women to dress the woman in the mirror as she is now, looking her best, and then give her a year. If she should go up in size, go down in size, we would replace those clothes with new ones in her new size for free. And we thought if we can do that, then this tug of war that seemed to be going on in her head would be over. And she could buy that piece, look great in it. Should she go up? Should she go down? We had her back covered. So how many of your customers have taken advantage of this? Well, it's a pretty new program. We only launched it about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. Women have a year of wearing these pieces from our core collection. And it's that's part of the sort of the relief of it. You, there's no hurry. Live your life. Enjoy yourself. Look great as you are. And if you change, we'll change it for you for free. That's People often look for an angle. They're like, okay, but what's the catch? There is no catch. There's no catch. <laughs> the clothes that are returned to us, uh, if they have been gently used, will be laundered and distributed across uh, various charities that support women in need. We're keeping them out of because they're good quality clothes. They should be actually reusable. And we're keeping them out of landfills. It's just, it clicked on so many levels that such an elegant solution that we knew we had something. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I mentioned earlier that Universal Standard releases new clothing weekly. With that in mind, you just released two skirts, the cutout skirt. Yes. And I'm assuming that that's the one if you want to show a little leg and a little thigh and then the apron skirt for those who don't want to show as much. So it seems like there's an, there's a method to your madness that there's balance and counterbalance going on at the same time so that you meet some of the needs or most of the needs of your customers. Is that true? Quite honestly, like most people who design clothes, I design clothes that I would like to wear and mm -hmm. that I didn't see in the market. And I'm not always in the same mood. Sometimes I want to wear something architectural that you can see my knees. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I want to wear something that's, that's really beautifully shaped so that I can sit down and not worry about holding my legs together in that sort of super ladylike way or whatever it is. Not, not that you'd be changing who you are, but you do want that comfort to forget about the clothes that you're wearing. I think that's a huge luxury, is to be able to put something on and not think about it again until you take it off at night, because you know it looks good, it feels great, there's nothing demanding your attention throughout the day, whether it's an adjustment or a different way of sitting or pulling something that's pulling in the other direction, whatever it is. To me, that's the ultimate freedom and the ultimate luxury. What can we expect in the coming weeks from Universal Standards? So actually, we will be releasing a limited edition line of jewelry. Mm. Um, you're the first ones to know that. Um, wow. <laughs> that will be at the end of this month. It's prompted by the same reasoning, the same need. That sort of, I want to wear a great ring that is not one of those things that you squeeze together that pinches the inside of your finger and looks like something you got at the dentist's office for being a good girl. <laughs> so I'm quite... <laughs> I want that kind of jewelry that I can throw on and has a weight to it. It has a, a certain feel to it, a sophistication, dramatic without demanding your attention. It's the things that are available to other people. The bracelet that fits your wrist in just the right way. 
the necklace that falls in just the right place on your on your on your chest, the the ring that you can wear on your middle finger or your pointer finger. When was the last time you wore a great ring the size twenty woman that you could choose the finger on your hand that you wear it? Right. That's exciting. We're we're trying to level the playing field. We don't see plus size brands necessarily as our peers. We see as our peers all brands, really. That's we want that to be the field in which we play. That's absolutely refreshing. And thank you for that. Thank you. Well, Alexandra Waldman, thank you for joining Full Body Frequency today. Thank you very much for having me on. You're welcome. To explore Universal Standards' uncompromisingly chic clothing and limited edition jewelry line, visit universalstandard.net. Until next time, tune into your own full body frequency where large is luscious living. <laughs>